in space. No one can hear ice cream. Okay, I've I've collected myself. I've collected myself. I've collected every. We need to evacuate. Okay, there needs to be a shipwide evacuation. Leave what you're doing. We've got a big, a big time trouble. Okay, everybody, let's meet in the food court. Let's count heads, you know, make sure we're all uh, okay, okie dokie, and then let's get out of here. All right. I flip a dark side point. Oh, no. <laughs> As you get to okie dokie, you see around the corner in those, uh, uh, what are now these, the bright lights of this place, mm-hmm. two people just quickly move around the corner, uh, both of them thin and both of them fast. Oh. It's the Verpine oh, and no. the Mon Calamari. Oh no! And as they turn around the corner, they see you. Okay. And they start moving towards you. This is exactly this is exactly what I was talking about. Uh, I think our first instinct is run, maybe into a room that looks secure nearby, and try to close and lock the door. Uh, yeah. What is the room nearby? What is the nearest room to you? Uh. Well, if is it's it the med bay or is it something else? Oh, not the med bay. That place was spooky enough. Um, yeah, I mean, it probably would be right next to the med bay. How about this? It's a, it's the the air handler. It's an AC. It's a the the environmental uh, this you know air distributor. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> So, yeah, you the two of you duck into the closest room and close the door. It swoops closed from the from the ceiling and there's a little window in it. And as you get in there, you see the faces of these two people get close and their hands sort of scratch at the window, those big webbed palms of the Mon Calamari. As as you are now close to these two, you can see them. Well, you can see the Mon Calamari sweating profusely leaving traces of whatever that sweet stuff was on the on the glass of the window oh no okay tyvert uh i think i may have just put everybody on a buffet line uh as it were uh i've told everybody to meet in one place which means they're all just right there we've got to find a way out of here and we've got to find a way to Oh, we gotta get out of here. We've got. We just gotta get out of here, Tyver. Uh, the hologram of the Monkamari said that there was something we could do besides just run. I mean, if this is, if I know anything about food-related illnesses, you've got to cook whatever it is to a certain degree, and it will kill off, you know, the potential for foodborne illnesses. Maybe this is a uh, turn the heat really far up. Right? It's super cold in here, right? But like Yeah. That could be it. Maybe it's the temperature uh temperature control, quality control, the, temperature the, control. The med bay was warmer. Right. Oh. Maybe that's something we could do. All right. Uh well I'm not going out this way, I'll tell you that. Uh, I don't know if that there's another way out. Uh, so Jock turns around and is like, uh, these are air vents. Uh <laughs> What are the odds a mall would have crawlable air vents? I mean, have you ever seen anything like that, you know, on uh, on the holonet? Uh, 
I've seen it in movies, but I don't know about real life. I think we got to flip a dark side for this one, bud. Uh, so I think, uh, um, <laughs> is it possible to flip a dark side and find, yeah, yeah, maybe at least one path that's not that's got a, a larger air supply? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you flip a flip a light side point, and you can definitely squeeze in, even though Jock is kind of a big guy. Tiver is significantly less large than Jock, and Tiver goes first. All right. Uh, As Tiver gets in first and uh, Jock climbs in there and is about to put the put the panel back on, he sees those two faces staring out in in through that window. You know, maybe we should have put some paper over that so they didn't see what we were doing. Uh, you know what? Let's let's just keep going. Let's just keep going, bud. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're gonna try and as best we can get back towards the food court, you know? Maybe follow the smell of uh, spoiled food. You can try that. Yeah. What do you think? uh, I think we should roll. What do you think you would roll? Well, hmm. I was going to say... Maybe I should be rolling stealth to move quietly, but all these pots Mm -hmm. and pans and jingly things all hanging off, it's like... I don't think we're going to be stealthy. Well, you could do a stealth. I think it's going to be with two setbacks for your pots and pans and jingly <laughs> things. Uh, probably difficulty set by their perception, which is not going to be great. Or vigilance. Let's see. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm going to say it's easy with a red with a flip of a dark side point. So okay. it would be one red stealth check if you wanted to do that. Yeah, Yeah, I'll do that. And I'll tell you what, I'll flip a light side point. Okay. Because I know the uh, the dilemma of being a, a GM and just <laughs> not having those fun points to work with. So. It's a nice economy. Yeah. It is a nice economy. All right, so I'm rolling uh, two yellows, a green, and against one red. All right, one success, two advantages. Okay. So you get into these ducts and manage to be pretty quiet considering your size and the arsenal of food-related uh, cookware. Food-related cookware. <laughs> cookware. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you're strapped with. Um, yeah, what do you have for those two advantages? Uh, I think that the pungent odor of you know, spoiled food is, it, it's literally like a trail that Jock can see, you know, and it's like okay, left here, right there. Oh, it's really strong now. And just sniff in the air, and then essentially at some point just drops straight down into the cafe restaurant that they were searching around for inventory in earlier. Uh, Whoa. Gus is right there. Where have you two been? You know, I'll be honest with you, man. Did you hear our announcement? Because they're. Uh, yeah, everyone thinks it's a joke. Oh, oh, good. Oh, y- you know, sometimes my voice comes across as a little bit, you know, um, nonchalant so to speak but you know i did say emergency like three times we you uh, also said i think okie dokie i don't know man i'm just trying to spitball here like maybe tyver should have given the announcement we're in real danger there's a mon calamari uh, looking all frail and 
he's got wild eyes. He's running around, and he's uh, I, there's got like rhubarb. He's trying to feed people like a like rhubarb something or other, and and then it, he uh, he infects another uh, this this verpine. And then the Verpine walks away. He's going to go do some stock stuff. Next thing you know, he's back. The Mon Cal, they're together. And then, like, we're running. We're climbing through air vents. We've got to get out of here. And, look, we've got to try and save some of these people, too. You know, this is... I say we just leave the supply, you know, and just light the ship on fire as we as we fly away. What do you think? I paid for this stuff, though. <laughs> uh... We did. Okay. But maybe... Maybe not blow up the ship, but maybe we could isolate it or we could figure something out. Uh, Gus, are the external comms working? I mean, did you where where'd you figure out the internal comm? Where, I mean, where'd you get the power on and stuff? I just found a room. Just pulled the switch hmm. twice. That's weird. Yeah, the switch was up when I went back. Like somebody turned the power off again. Okay, so this is all starting to make a little bit of sense to old Jock here. All right. Is it? Uh, yes, and I'll explain why briefly and carefully. Here we go. So, I think that there's a temperature issue. I think that this virus or whatever was affecting these two is based on how hot or cold it is. And this thing wants it really, really cold. It doesn't do well in heat. Maybe that's how it was able to survive in wild space or I don't know I'm just spitballing but uh, yeah maybe we've got to not only oh man everything's gonna smell so terrible with the heat with all this spoiled food uh, anyway we've got to turn the heat up really high uh, and well, force where do we do that maybe atmospheric oh we were just there weren't we atmospheric controls uh, can you find your way back well, I could just follow the absence of this funky smell we're standing in now. It's bantha milk, bruh. No, I'm telling you right now. No, 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 it's not good. Yeah, we could find our way back. I think we could definitely find our way back. Yeah. Uh, you in, Gus? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'd like a vigilance check. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think I'm very good at vigilance. No, oh, you're not. Terrible. What's the uh, difficulty there? The difficulty is... Average. It's two purples. Alright, I'm gonna flip another light side point. Okay. Alright. Alright. Oh! <laughs> wow. So, I got one failure, one threat, and one triumph. Okay. It's fun to describe the thing you don't notice. Uh -oh. You don't notice something. Um, <laughs> and you hear some banging from one of the neighboring food stalls. Oh, no. Okay. Triumph? Maybe the triumph is that, uh, you know, uh, kitchen acoustics are a familiar setting, and so uh -huh. potentially Jock is able to identify what sort of a thing it might be. Coming. Is it from our kitchen or the, the neighboring? No, it is not. It's from across the way. Across the way. Okay. Uh, perhaps Jacques could have a better idea of what it could be. Well, it sounds like somebody large not knowing their way around a kitchen and knocking a bunch of things over. Okay. Uh, Which doesn't sound like a triumph. 
No, it doesn't really. Uh, but again, it's uh, it's a threatening thing. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, hmm. All right, so we've got a choice here. We can either go and figure out what that noise was, or we can go back into the air ducts and get this place cooking. I think we should move away from the scary noise. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're hoisting up uh, Gus first, right? That's that's a given. Oh, we're going back through the air, air ducts. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, was the the scary noise in the air ducts? No, it was in the no. next restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Or, away across the way. Yeah, we're going back in the air ducts. Atmospheric controls. Ugh. Why we just came from there? I can't believe that. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I did enjoy that you were describing turning the heat up while you were standing next to the heater, and then you didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I think it was uh, you know when you're in a fight or flight situation you're yeah. you're looking for what's our next objective, but yeah you you can say one thing and yeah it's kind of how horror movies work too don't uh-huh. don't don't take the axe off the wall you know grab a pair of scissors save from the, the axe desk for later save the yeah. axe for later uh, so I think they're you know Jock is muttering to himself about like why why did you do that uh, pushes Gus up in. And uh-huh. then I, I think the Deveronian is somewhat smaller for a Deveronian. Yeah, uh, he's, he's smaller. Yeah. Uh, pushes uh, uh, Tiber back up into the, the, the vent and then yeah. takes off his bag, hands the pan up, pulls off everything that makes noise, just lays it in the kitchen, and uh, tosses the pan up and then leaps up and sort of pulls himself up uh, into okay. the vent. I'm guessing with a little help, yeah. Yeah, with a little help. You make your way back towards the environmental controls. You don't see in the in the kitchen. I think our as as you go into the air duct and maybe close it up behind you, our camera slowly moves across the, the cafeteria past discarded plates and old old food on the tables and forks and knives scattered across the floor to this dark space across uh, where the Golden Gundark people were working. And you don't we don't see the Nikto and we don't see one of the Aqualish, but the other one is is on the floor beginning to sweat profusely and our camera continues to move up onto a food prep area where we see a plate and a fork and a dessert that is one bite taken out of it. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was rhubarb pie all along. Oh, I don't... It's, flan. I, it's, it's flan. It's flan. I keep saying rhubarb. I don't know why. It's because it's funny. Yeah. Flan is, is a funny dessert. It is funny. The way it wiggles, huh? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a Jock and the, the, the crew make it, make it back, and... Uh, Immediately, Jock is taking an inventory of everyone's knowledge of atmospheric controls. Uh, you know, Tiver knows nothing. What does Jock know? Jock has a little bit of a mechanical sense, just from fixing equipment throughout the years in the kitchen. Has become familiar with how everything hooks up, how it works, and the basics of you know. Has had to pull apart apart a few electric panels, replace some fuses. Yeah. You know, he's, he's no slouch in that regard. I think maybe 
that's that's what Jock's gonna try and do is just go. I need to not only turn this up, but I need to make sure it stays on. Okay. So if you do a check, we're gonna you're gonna get two boosts from Gus because Gus works construction and oh. knows his way around at least putting these things together. Okay. Yeah. Well. So yeah, you make it back to this this small room. You see the the trails of of fingerprints on the glass of the window, but you don't see the two people outside. Okay. The room's dark. You each have a a, a glow rod, and um, you get to work. It shouldn't be too difficult, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but it is a giant. It is a giant spaceship, so I, it's right. probably not like your home thermostat. Right. Exactly. That's what I was. I was thinking is that we even sort of jury rig it to where it's able to exceed normal limits for atmospheric controls. I mean, we could at least okay. try and see if it works or not, you know? Uh, All right. Yeah. If you're going to try and make it exceed, exceed its normal stuff, exceed its normal um, parameters and parameters, you know, uh, it's going to be hard. Okay. Uh, I'm going to flip my last light side point uh, okay. because I think this is really important. Uh, so we'll wound up with a final pool of two yellow, two blue, and three purple. All right. Oh, yeah. Hey, three successes. Three successes. Awesome. Jock and Gus tinker with the mechanics of this thing, and it takes, uh, it takes a couple minutes, but you begin to hear the, the movement of air through it, and you hear this, uh, something internal, something down below clicks on. And uh, a hand on the ducts uh, can tell you that these things are now pumping out hot air. Not warm air, hot air. Mm-hmm. Moving through them before, you could tell that they weren't, they weren't even on. The, the uh, temperature of the air here being just mostly influenced by the coldness of space outside. But now hot air begins to, to pump through the, the veins of the spaceship. Huh. Yeah. Probably, I know you didn't get any threats, but it's probably too hot for you to go through the ducts now. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. All right. Uh, and it's also getting hot in this tiny room. Um, yeah. It, it should be hot everywhere. That's really the goal. Uh, yeah. But, but bigger spaces take longer to right. fill up. True, true. So, Tyver, Gus. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We have got to stay close to bunched formation i'm gonna take rear guard and i'm gonna i'm gonna push you forward uh, not like sled dogs but you're gonna be in front of me and i'll yell left right and we'll just run i think we now Do you we know where you're going we kind of got lost coming here we did several times uh but i think i've got a general idea wait gus you know where the the power supply is right we need to i don't know where we are well, well, we're right across from the infirmary. Uh, hold on, hold on. I've got a. We've got the info on our data pads. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You pull out a data pad with a floor plan that looks mostly accurate. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not gonna believe this. It's left, right, left, right, left, right, and then down three floors. <laughs> Is that? Is that right? Does that make sense? Left, right, left, right, left, right, down three floors. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Three, two, one. And Jock punches the door controls, and they they whooshes open. Whooshes open. 
Uh, it's met with slightly colder air and like just the the heat of this room and the open fence and everything. It just like pours out into the hallway. All right, let's go. And uh, they take off running uh, and sort of follow the that general that general pattern. Yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> what do they see? What is the? What does this look like? As they go, it's still mostly cold. They hit pockets of, of hot air here and there. You see stuff on the walls. You see those like streaky fingerprints and, and, and crumbs of stuff here and there. And you can tell that those two, the Verpine and the Mon Calamari, have, have been through here. And you hear down one of the halls as you turn right you hear down the left that uh, uh a shout and uh, the sounds of of things hitting other things maybe like a body hitting a wall or something like that do you keep going oh i think i think jock is because you know any any passionate cook will tell you that there's a certain level of compassion that's involved in great cooking you really want to you want to delight people and i think jock is one of those he's on his way to being a, a great chef and so he's torn because he thinks maybe i can help this person or maybe the best way to help them is to make sure that the power stays on we've already rigged the heater to remain at its hottest now let's go make sure the power stays on and test our theory about whether or not heat is actually the thing or not. But maybe a quick glance wouldn't hurt. I you think know. Tyver hesitates at the has at the crossroads, and and maybe Jock does too as they hear these sounds coming from from down the hall. All right, I think it's uh, Tyver. You thinking what I'm thinking, Bud? Um, I don't know if I am. I mean, if look, if this is somebody in distress, I guess we're all in distress at this point. Uh, turn that heat way up. <laughs> uh, uh, Jock adjusts uh, his collar as, as sweat begins uh, beating up in a familiar way around uh, his, you know, he's wearing this sort of this undershirt uh, uh -huh. now. And uh, all right, what do we, rock, paper, scissors, or... Because I think we gotta we gotta secure the generator room. We gotta make sure that the the heat stays on. I mean that's that's the theory, right? That heats the yeah. And we're wasting time talking. We are. Let's let's just go take a peek. Let's let's see what's going on. If it's if it's bad, we get out of there. We we go to our original spot. Uh, Gus looking a little freaked out says, "Are you sure?" Yeah. Just yeah yeah. Come on. And, I gotta come with you. I guess. Okay. And the three of you turn around this corner to this scene I'm picturing a renaissance painting of like stark lighting of this load lifter holding up uh, a, a Mon Calamari keeping them with their grasping hands reaching out in, in slow motion toward it the verpine running around the edge towards the Duros who is dropping handfuls of, of whatever they're salvaging uh, you can see that with them now there is a a a, a familiar nicto. Their eyes sort of glossed over their skin, pasty and sweating, reaching for uh, another of the duros who are in this in this section, pinning them against the wall, force feeding them 
flan. <laughs> so maybe it's not warm enough in the hallway yet, or maybe our theory is bad in the first place. It's probably just not warm enough, and I don't think there's much we can do here. Yeah, I don't... <clears throat> you know... If Mr. Chomras is one of them, chances are the Aqualish are too. Yeah, you raise you raise a good point. Let's uh let's let's secure the generator room, let's make sure the power stays on, and if our theory doesn't work, we can always uh uh just die of heat stroke, I guess. Uh which would be uh, not a not a great way to go, I know, but uh it is a way. <laughs> it's better than being Better than eating flan, I'll tell you that right now. So, uh, Jock's like, come on. And they take off back down the hallway, um, just racing for the generator room. And uh, I think they're going to seal themselves in there again. There's such diversionary tactics where I'm like, do I want to engage with this exquisite and terrifying, exquisitely terrifying painting of, uh, you know, of a nightmare? Or do I want to go hide in a room, you know? <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, I'll go hide in the room. Uh, you get down two sets of stairs. You make your your right, left, right, left, right, left. Two sets of stairs, and at standing at the bottom, in a in a long hallway. So I flip a dark side point. There are two large aqualish. They're oh. standing there, backlit, and you hear them. Come join us. Partake in the flan. Oh, no. There's one. Be one with us. The flan gear. All right. I've put up with a lot today. Gus, Tyver, you have to. There's one thing I won't put up with, and that's forcing someone to eat something they're not excited about. That they're not. I don't even like flan. I don't like flan either. Uh, you're, that's why we're best friends. That's why we're friends at all. <laughs> all right, Gus. Do you have any weapons, Gus? Do you have anything at all? Oh, man. What did Gus take? You tell me what Gus took from the kitchen. Uh, maybe a... Um, a meat tenderizer. Yeah, a meat tenderizer. Yeah, uh, just like a... Essentially a truncheon, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, Gus pulls it out of a pocket. I took this. Uh, this is I wasn't going to say anything. Sorry. Sorry, Tyver. And, uh, Tyver, you've got the, uh, the Vibros patch. I've got the Vibros patch. Okie dokie 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 do. Uh, and do I've... you know how much I was hoping you would call it a Vibros patch? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You got the Vibros patch. I've got, I've got Big Panda here, and, uh, all right. Come join us. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll join you for a nice dinner. Unfortunately, tonight, we are serving up boatloads of flapjacks. Oh, let's flatten them. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coruscant Nights. Thank you to Sam from the Starboards podcast for playing on these episodes. If you like Coruscant Nights, be sure to check out our other shows, The Other Place, Tales from the Grey Library, and Lone Gamers of the Apocalypse. And be sure to check out our Patreon. Currently on the Patreon, Doug and I are releasing Bad Batch Boys, a podcast where I make Doug watch all of the Star Wars things that he hasn't seen. 
We're currently doing a deep dive into The Clone Wars Season 7 with episodes releasing every other week. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. You can find more info about us and all of our other shows at nightcastcreative.com.